God's express will for all human beings, especially those who trust in Christ. But my story also differs from the one told by many others in the church, primarily evangelical believers. Unlike some, I have never experienced a dramatic healing reversal of my homosexual desires. In other words, God's presence in my life has not meant that I have become heterosexual. Like Paul, I have prayed fervently, desperately, tearfully on multiple occasions for God to take away this thorn in my flesh. I have listened to Christians who were formerly involved in gay and lesbian relationships testify to experiencing an extraordinary, decisive change in their sexual attractions and a newfound ability to live in normal marriages, free to a large extent from homoerotic inclinations. Chad Thompson, for example, in his book Loving Homosexuals as Jesus Would, describes a road trip to Colorado with two male friends his own age who, by pouring out a steady stream of affirmation and non-erotic physical affection on Chad, became God's agents for healing the wounds that were at the root of Chad's homoerotic desires. Although I don't want to dispute that this is evidence of the love, grace, and power of God, and without wanting to diminish anyone's hope in God's ability to change homosexual desires in this way, for some, I do want to say that this has not been my experience. Nor has it been the experience of many gay and lesbian Christians who are silently struggling to remain faithful as they worship and serve with us, day after day, in the fellowship of the church. So this book is neither about how to live faithfully as a practicing homosexual person, nor about how to live faithfully as a fully healed or former homosexual man or woman. J.I. Packer, commenting on Paul's hopeful word for sexual sinners in 1 Corinthians 6, 9-11, writes, With some of the Corinthian Christians, Paul was celebrating the moral empowering of the Holy Spirit in heterosexual terms. With others of the Corinthians, today's homosexuals are called to prove, live out, and celebrate the moral empowering of the Holy Spirit in homosexual terms. This book is about what it means to do that how practically a non-practicing but still desiring homosexual Christian can prove, live out, and celebrate the grace of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit in homosexual terms. This book is written mainly for those gay Christians who are already convinced that their discipleship to Jesus necessarily commits them to the demanding, costly obedience of choosing not to nurture their homosexual desires, whether through private fantasies or physical relationships with other gay or lesbian people. According to Martin Hallett, himself a homosexual Christian who leads a ministry to gay and lesbian persons in the United Kingdom called True Freedom Trust, there are probably nearly as many Christians with homosexual feelings who do not believe that homosexual sex is right for Christians as there are those who are advocating its acceptance. He goes on to write, A friend of mine in Sweden, Eric, is a Lutheran priest who believes in the traditional biblical teaching on sexuality and has homosexual feelings himself. He determined, from the beginning of his call to the ordained ministry, that he would be open about his sexuality at every stage. Ultimately, as more evangelicals make such a public stand, it will seem less costly and will, I believe, have a tremendous impact for the kingdom of God. I want to encourage those leaders in the church who have homosexual feelings but who believe homosexual sex is wrong to be more open. 
People like Eric are not a tiny minority in terms of all homosexuals in the church. I wish their voice could be heard, saying that we believe our homosexuality is part of our value and giftedness to the church, but homosexual sex is a sin. What a difference this would make to the life, witness, and future of the body of Christ. With Hallett and his friend Eric, I want to contribute in some small way to breaking the silence that persists in many churches. It is no secret that a large number of gay Christians feel frightened at the thought of sharing the story of their sexuality with their fellow believers. Those who do bring their struggle to the light often confess that for years they kept it under wraps out of fear and shame. Far from wanting to contribute in any way to this widespread sense of shame, I hope this book may encourage other homosexual Christians to take the risky step of opening up their lives to others.